In this digital first world, the old ways of recruiting are becoming obsolete. Or are they? The talent demands on every business has put TA squarely in the hot seat. Welcome to Talent Acquisition in the Trenches, a real dialogue podcast with talent acquisition pros closest to the front line. We want to talk to our peers who are actually doing the heavy lifting day in and day out. You're going to learn what their biggest challenges are and how they're being solved. I'm your host, Matt Reimer, and I'm here to talk about TA. I've been in TA for over 20 years, and what I know is that I don't know. I'm here to listen and learn just like you. No scripts, just real dialogue. Talent Acquisition in the Trenches is powered by NACR, the preeminent association for healthcare recruitment professionals focused on education, networking, and providing resources to enable our members to become strategic business partners in the ever-changing healthcare environment. My friends call me Reimer, so friends, let's create some new riffs with Reimer. Hello, everybody in Rogue HCC. We're super excited to have you hop in today. I think it's really great that we get the opportunity to bring the TA in the Trenches podcast into the community like this. And it's a real time. We've got some brave guests who are willing to do this live. So no editing. And this is getting recorded and it's going to get launched as a podcast. Um, But this is a podcast all about TA and all about the people that are on the front line and what they're doing and how they're doing it and the impact that it's having. So I'm going to hand it over to Matt. He's going to host and run things and I'm kind of cool. going to sit back and let's go. Enjoy the show. Thanks, Kat. I appreciate yeah. the introduction and appreciate you hosting us you know, here today. And, and for folks you know, just joining, my name is Matt Reimer. I'm a, a partner, a managing partner here at Rogue Hire. Um, and also run the uh, Talent Acquisition uh, in the Trenches podcast. So this is uh, us extending the podcast into really a live event and have some really awesome healthcare TA community members that have stepped forward and said, yes, Matt, I want to be your first panel uh, inside (laughs) of Rogue HCC. So we're, we're testing, we've done a little bit of prep, but you know, the idea here is for us to have some real dialogue, right? And, and, and to, to Kat's point, get to know, uh, Lee Health and and really parts of their TA team, specifically you know Christy, their their system director of, of HR and TA, Jennifer, the the director of workforce planning and development, and Lauren, their senior talent sourcing specialist. Here over the course of the next half hour or so, we, we really hope to stay at a strategic but yet a how-to level. So we hope to get to the point where you walk away from this session today with some good how-tos and something that you can carry back to your desk and maybe implement later today or, or, you know, as you move forward. And so, you know, those are the three themes that we're going to be working through, but um, you certainly have a lot of talent on the call here today. Lee Lee Health PA team is a very high-performing elite operation. And so as we're working our way through the panel, as Kat had said, don't hesitate to chat questions. And we're happy to take them as we as we work our way through. So, Christy, Jennifer, Lauren, thanks for trenching in. I'm super happy to, to have you here today. Um, Christy, let's start with you. And, and really, I know coming up, we've been talking a little bit about it. You've got a big retreat coming up in August, August 17th, the, your, your annual talent attraction strategy retreat. Can, can you talk to us a little bit about what that is, why it's so important to, to Lee Health annually, and really what it does for you as the as the year marches forward. Certainly, yes. And thank you so much to all of you that have joined us. Feel free to ask questions in the chat. First, I'd just like to start just to let you know that Lee Health is one of the largest not-for-profit 
hospital systems in the state of Florida with over 15,000 employees. We're predominantly located in Southwest Florida. So as Matt mentioned, we bring our team together each year and we do what I call an attraction strategy retreat. And we're really trying to develop those strategies that are really hyper-focused really on those critical needs. We know the past year, past two years, it's been turbulent. We have all experienced a multitude of things. So I think it's really important that we bring our recruiters, our talent sourcers, our HR business partners, and our marketing partners, which includes both our internal marketing and our marketing advertising vendor. And we really talk about what are the current workforce trends? Where are we going to find and develop the best talent? And we really make it interactive because I feel strongly that the recruiters really need to be the ones that can articulate the things that we're doing with their leaders, that they can collaborate with them to figure out the right strategies to get the staff to them at the right time. So we're real excited. This this year, we're kind of using a little bit of a fishing theme. And so we're talking about where do you need to fish to build the candidate pipeline? How do you teach a recruiter to fish? And bear in mind, my team is really diverse, not only in the areas that they service, but even some of the folks that we've promoted, right? Mm -hmm. We have folks that I believe growing from within. So I have some very experienced recruiters, some maybe with three to five years, and, and some that have maybe less than a year because we truly had to ramp up our talent acquisition and recruitment team to meet the demands across yeah. the organization. So how, how big is how big is the team, Christy, at, at, at Lee Health? How big is the team? Yeah, great question. So I I like to look at a different couple different things. I actually do have the the total FTEs, but when you look at the recruiter to open rec ratio, mm-hmm. it's about one recruiter to fifty eight open requisitions. Oh wow, really nice ratio. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah. in and around the median, you know, for the market. Yep. Yeah, if you looked at that this time last year, we were at about one to ninety three. Right? Oh wow. Okay. I don't know others that might be in the healthcare space. But we have a complement of recruiters, we have talent sourcing specialists, we have recruitment assistants, we have a dedicated pre-boarding office. So we really have a structure, I think, that helps helps support us. Doesn't mean it's always easy, but we're we're pretty organized and structured and we align a lot of our goals to Mm -hmm. obviously our organizational strategic games, our HR workforce strategies, and then to our recruitment and workforce planning goals. Is there a couple of things, you know, Christy, as you, as you think about this retreat, A, you're obviously spending a lot of time preparing for it, investing in it. You're bringing a lot of resources to the table. You know, what, what's a successful retreat look like for you? Like, what, what do you hope to get out of it? And then what, what does the team walk away with? Is it a specific plan or, you know, talk to us a little bit about some of that detail. Sure. Yeah. Some of the primary objectives really is for us to to ensure that our team is up to speed on some of the trends, some of the things that we're doing, that they truly understand where are we finding the best talent, what are some of our successes from the past year, and how can we replicate some of that in the upcoming year, as well as be innovative. You know, a lot of what we're doing in today's market involves technology. So I think when I, I really think, Matt, that it's around how do we balance and educate and learn and align our people, our processes and our technology. And so when we think about leveraging technology, 
we have a number of different things that we use. We want to make sure that the recruiters are using the tools as efficiently as they can to mm -hmm. find the best talent in the shortest amount of time to, to meet the needs of our, our staffing demands. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things, and let's get, you know, maybe Jen into the conversation here, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, from a workforce development perspective. And one of the things that, that, that I know we've talked a lot about, you know, through our, our planning sessions and some of our discussions previously is just that for you all, workforce, you know, you know, strategy absolutely drives what you're doing in TA. And so, you know, I guess, Jen, can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, kind of your role in workforce development, how that's driving the, the strategy in, in talent acquisition? And maybe, maybe what are some unique things that are going on there that, that you're excited about kind of as you lean into this, this strategy session? Sure. Happy to provide that info. And thank you, everybody. Pleasure to be here. In terms of, you know, what's our strategy or what's our planning? What, what do we trust or what do we do? I always go back to trusting the data. We, we start with making sure you know what, what the industry is doing. So for Lee Health, obviously, I spend a lot of time looking at trending data in healthcare. What are the projections, both from the BLS, local workforce data, making sure that you're connected to your community data resources. And that might be your EDC, your Economic Development Council. That might be a local university. That might be your local career source but really finding out where the data lies so that you can understand your community, your pipeline of talent, because your community is your pipeline. And then from there, you go to that the, the strategy of workforce planning, which is build buyer rent. And when you know what your pipeline is or where it isn't, that really drives those decisions on whether you build talent from within, you buy talent, meaning you, you invest resources in, in actual facilities to train talent or simulation labs or whatever you want to call that, that's building talent or buying talent rather. And then there's mm -hmm. the renting talent. And for those of us in healthcare and beyond industry, you certainly understand what renting talent means in the form of travel industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really knowing the data helps drive the decision on, on what, what strategy you're going to take. Mm -hmm. From that strategy and deciding about where your resources are, it then goes into how do you create pipelines from those strategies, mm -hmm. early entry career pathing, where can you get folks where they're at today to where you need them to be tomorrow. So that's mm -hmm. upskilling, reskilling, and sure. that we can, you do that, you, how do we do that? Well, we have some great internal programs where we actually, the earned while you learn concept where okay. we we actually pay talent, pay our employees, we hire them into entry level positions, and we pay them for our. What, what kind of career path are you putting them on, and off of those entry level positions? Yeah, great, great question because that's exactly what I was going to say. We pay oh. them to go to school for things like certified nursing assistant, oh, okay. which is a very in demand career for our industry. Mm -hmm. We pay for them to get certified in sterile processing instrument technician, another in demand career for us. Phlebotomy. So those are those are three examples of programs. We actually hire them as employees full-time, mm -hmm. pay them to receive their training while they're working. So there's some didactic school learning we pay them to attend, as well as on-the-floor training. And the, the intent is at the end of their learning program, they are then transitioned already into their unit because they've met their, their mm -hmm. staff, their team, and they then get the full-time employment benefits and position pay mm -hmm. of what that licensed technician gets. You hear more and more about, you know, kind of learn to earn. How, how do the hiring managers react to, you know, kind of that pipeline building strategy? Are they patient with, 
that uh, happening or it's like, hey, I need somebody experienced and I need them tomorrow. So I I love the fact that you're building pipeline, but it's not helping me on this ship. A great question, Matt. And my best answer is, is I'd love you to introduce me to a patient hiring manager. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, with that said, (laughs) you're right. The, the needs are today and that's where you really that's where our sourcing team comes in so okay. when um give you a perfect example when we say we christy christy gets say a concern from a, a system level director that you know my department's really struggling we know the recruiters are working as hard as they can but as you said the patience is running thin yep. so what what happens talk about strategy we get the, the main players to the table and it can be any position any industry but the philosophy is you get that director, that hiring manager, workforce planning, myself, sourcing to see where we're marketing and advertising and the recruiter at the table. Mm-hmm. And you talk about all of those strategies together. How can we build that pipeline? Knowing that you can't, the pipeline is not going to solve your problems today, but mm-hmm. if we don't focus on it, have that discussion and start building it for tomorrow, it's not going to be there tomorrow. So as I always walk into the conversation, I always announce right away, I am not the panacea and I am not going to solve your problems today. However, I am going to help you think about what the future can look like and you won't have these pains. So that's my role to really have them think about where can we back up in that, the job trajectory and where can we really start folks? Where can we meet folks where they're at and provide some training? And then for those, well, I can't fill this position today with a new hire. That's where Lauren's services come in for where do we source that talent? Or maybe for a bit, we have to buy that talent. Maybe Mm -hmm. maybe we have to bring or rent that talent. But really, that's the conversations that happen and the decisions are made are at that table. When you have all of those resources coming together to provide, you know, this is the recruiter. This is my story. This is what we've done. This is what's worked. This is what hasn't. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what is you look for ways for, shall I say, small wins, quick wins. And then you really have to strategize for those longer terms, which is developing that pipeline and those community networks that I referenced at the beginning of the question. So, Lauren, the the Southwest, you know, Florida market, I'm sure, like many markets, is, is highly competitive. You know, from your perspective, you know, you've got the, you know, the inpatient, you know, hiring managers, you know, if you will, out there, you know, thirsty for this experienced talent. Like what's what's working for you today? from a sourcing perspective in Southwest Florida? Sure. Well, because we live on the coastline, we don't have that population on the other side. You know, nobody lives Mm -hmm. in the ocean. So actually, we recruit a lot from the national audience for our hard-to-fill positions. I would say probably a third of our hard-to-fill folks come from a local area. Mm -hmm. Uh, About a third come from the state. And about another third come from the national market. So the things that we do to get the word out, you know, there's no silver bullet, right? So we have a a vast array of tools that we use to be able to source those people. So some of the main ones that we have, we have a candidate relationship management tool. some of the larger organizations are going to be familiar with that. But what um, is but, that tool, if you don't mind? Sure. You know, yeah, the, sure. Yeah, the candidate relationship management tool is one that holds leads 
Oh no, your specific tool. Yeah, like the yeah. the tool itself, or like what is the actual? Technology? Oh sure, the yeah. we use the Symphony Smashfly X. Okay, all right. That's great. Yeah. So, so that's your CRM. That's your your candidate relationship management. That's the primary tool that you're working out of day in and day out. Exactly, and yeah. then the recruiters work with the applicant tracking system. Gotcha. gotcha. And, and the ATS is the applicant tracking system. Is is what is that technology? That is N4TA. N4. I got you. Okay. So you're an N4 symphony, you know, kind of shop, you know, that, that you're running there. Yeah. And Matt, if I could, I, I just want to share a couple of the other technologies since, since you were asking, because I think a lot of that really drives some of what we're doing and what we've evolved over the past couple of years. We do have some brazen technology that's to do online chats and virtual you know, events. We also recently implemented some AI technology, uh, Paradox mm -hmm. Olivia, really trying to help on the front end 24-7 to really preliminary screen and offer candidates the opportunity to self-schedule right then and there on the mm -hmm. respective calendar for the recruiters. So I think we're pretty fortunate with some of the technologies. And then Lauren, you know, I think some of the other stuff you might want to share at a high level is some of the stuff we do right from that attraction to conversion, right? And how, mm -hmm. how do we really get that down? So, of course, that was Matt's next question. I'm oh, sure. no, yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that's great. And we can come back to the technology because I think it's important in kind of creating that that experience. We, had a, we actually had a question in chat and I wanted to swim over and it's our, our mutual friend, David Zari. He asks, how much time, you know, do, do you all spend with your HR colleagues related to EVP? And, and Lauren, you know, I guess when I think about, you know, relocating somebody, especially in a clinical environment to, to Florida, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've got to have, you know, a very strong EVP, you know, and, and so can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, that compelling message and, and kind of how that maybe comes out of this annual summit as a tag? Sure. Well, we go from our annual goals from the system down. Mm -hmm. So whatever the system goals are, we want to, you know, coordinate with those. We actually just did a refreshed branding. So that has taken into account what focus groups and our recruiters have input, you know, our marketing department, everybody has input on, you know, what exactly are we looking for in a candidate? Um, we, we have four values that we often use to create that employee value proposition. And those values are education, excellence, compassion, and respect. So that is the kind of employee proposition that we want to bring to, to our organization. Christy? Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. So as an example, when we had our attraction strategy last year, Lauren mentioned, hey, we were going through not only an organizational rebranding, if you will, mm -hmm but also in terms of our employment value propositions, we really apply kind of what we consider four creep, four core principles around appealing. You know, how does that align with our labor market presence and preferences? We also look at, is it authentic? You know, how's it aligned with the core values and strengths, what Lauren mm -hmm. just mentioned, as well as how is it relevant? You know, what is it that we need to share aligned to our strategy? And then what's our differentiators? And how does that set Lee Health apart? And some of those, you know, key attributes really is all of you that are on this line, you know, your rewards, your opportunities, the type of work people can do, the organization itself. 
And one of the, the things that is kind of fun and actually our advertising partner, we do use an external advertising and marketing firm specific recruitment needs because they're specialized in it. Mm-hmm. We do engage our internal marketing to help us make sure we're living up to the brand mm-hmm. standards. Does it align with what we say? But one of the neat things that came out of it was, is kind of like, what's your employer brand tone? You know, if you have a persona of, mm-hmm. of someone out there, what is it like? And for us, it came down to Jennifer Garner. So mm-hmm. y'all are probably okay. you know, sophisticated, smart, yep. approachable. We're down to earth here. We're likable. We're fun. And we provide quality care. So you, if you can get people to kind of think of it in terms of, you know, that that brand and what does it really mean and how's it feel, then you can relate that back over to your recruitment, marketing and advertising and, and appealing to that individual person. It, mm-hmm. it, it really, you know, you all know it's a candidate's market right now. So how can we really leverage some of what we offer as an employer? So I hope that answers uh, oh, yeah. the question. That, that was great. And, 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 and Jen, I, I would imagine, right, that the EVP for workforce development is a, is a critical idea as well. I, I guess I'm curious, like, hey, if I'm sitting here, I'm one of the 50 folks that are on the line here today, or I'm listening to this, and, and I want to get started with maybe more workforce development, right? Do you have any advice on maybe where to start, like, what are some of the things that are like kind of must haves as we as we go forward? And we're all short on talent, right? Like, hey, you know, if I could go to the the, the clinical talent tree and pull more, pull more clinical talent, like I certainly would, you know, but obviously this development strategy is going to be more and more kind of in the in the TA world. Where, where would one start or what are some programs? Is, is it this learn to earn or is there something else kind of in your toolkit that you really like to get momentum? The journey. I was just going to say that the true answer, if you're asking where do you start or when do you start, you start young. I mean, I have, and, and certainly I don't want to take this conversation too far against away from the attraction strategies to start talking about what you need to be doing with the eighth and ninth graders, but you really need to be out in those schools. For me, for Lee Health, again, healthcare focus, knowing our future workforce has to be clinicians or amongst service staff, but We, myself, I am on the advisory councils of the high schools, medical academies, helping them determine, working with my subject matter experts. We're on advisory councils at the local Mm -hmm. technical colleges, which are extensions of our high schools here in Florida. We're Mm -hmm. on the the advisory councils of the local colleges, two-year and four-year colleges. So you really, as as a business partner, those educators want you there to be providing input. So when you say, where do you start? You start with where the training is happening. And that that. training is happening in these examples at the the high school level and medical academies and the college level, and then going back to those career service centers, whatever that looks like in your state, in your area. For us, it's career source. Sometimes it's the Department of Labor, but knowing, getting to that talent at any age, but when, as early as possible, we're wherever there's there's folks that that are interested in learning about opportunities and, and really recognizing there's a lot of community partnerships out there that that want you there yeah. to help in that discussion. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, Matt, I just wanted to add, I think another thing that Jen and our team has done well is we, I, I believe it's really important that you need to, to first develop your plan. What is it? Understand mm-hmm. your strategic workforce planning approach. 
so that you can really figure out there's so many things that can be done. And so in order to execute and be able to monitor and really track the success of these programs that we're providing, not only for internal mobility, but those external folks that we're trying to break down barriers, we're trying to open the doors to a multitude of diverse talent. But we, we do have a strategic workforce plan. Jen mentioned earlier, how do we look at the data? What does that tell us to help drive some of the decisions that we're making? And with that, then it's aligned with some of our workforce and attraction strategies. Jen did talk about building those career pathways. So as you identify where your gaps are in terms of some of your most needed talent to provide the best possible service, whatever type of organization you're in, you can then start to build that. And when Jen joined our team about three years ago, we talked about this is a journey, you know, so what what do we expect to accomplish in the first year? What do we want to accomplish in the second year and the third year? And every year we just keep elevating that a little bit more and more so that we can really have an impact not only on our workforce capability, but our, our capacity needs. So I hope that helps a little yeah, bit. I well said. Well a, a lot of times, you know, people try to just do too much and it's like, step back, figure out what your structure is, where are you going, what resources mm-hmm. do you need, and who are the critical partners that you need to have working in collaboration with you. Totally. Lauren, let's you and I get tactical here for a few seconds. We've got, we've got some really good questions flowing in from the community here. So um, one, the, the first one's from Amanda and, and I, and I love this one and kind of curious on your you know point of view here, how, how do you, right. And your recruiters work together in the CRM with prospects prior to the apply. Can you talk to us and give us some detail there? Sure. Well, the sourcers are the the main gurus of the candidate relationship management tool. So our full cycle recruiters, they do have a sourcing component to their job, but the sourcing, we have a team of three and the sourcers are really responsible to mine databases. And in fact, our, our own, you know, candidate relationship management tool you know, we have like a million leads in there. So we then would nurture those individuals with automated workflows and mass email campaigns. We do social media marketing. So a number of things, but the recruiters um, will, um, they don't use the candidate relationship management tool per se, because we've set that piece apart for the sourcing specialist to use. How many sourcing specialists are on your team? We have three. You have three, okay. And, mm-hmm. and you're dedicated to what vertical? What do you What do you focus on? Sure. Well, that's a good question. So each of us do have service lines. So for example, I have acute care nursing. One of my colleagues has allied health and information technology. And the other recruiter has pretty much everything else, a professional, corporate, and support, the patient support, which is, you know, has a heavy need as well. Mm-hmm. Aaron asks, and I'm going to keep hanging out with you here, Lauren, for a second, but Aaron asks, outside of the tech that we've been talking about that, that you like and that you're using, Symphony, et cetera, um, are there other strategies right now that are working really well for you, right, that are, you know, that, that, you're, that you like, databases, resources, et cetera? Right. We do use LinkedIn. We have a few seats, licensed seats for recruiters. We also have job slots on LinkedIn, which has been a good source for us. 
Uh, we do use Indeed a great deal. That's probably anybody's greatest source of candidates because of their kind of control over the market, so to speak. So we do use Indeed a lot. We use programmatic campaigning through Indeed and ZipRecruiter, amongst a number of other types of websites. And let's see, what else do we use? How about employee referral and alumni right. campaigns? Employee referral campaigns. We have alumni campaigns. So each of these have like action plans in which we, you know, every month we do this. Every week we do this. Um, so are, they, are the employee referral campaigns, are they, are they where the sourcers are reaching out to the new hires and kind of engaging them? Or, or talk to us a little bit about how you get referrals and how you have success there. Well, there's many ways we get referrals. First of all, the recruiter asks the the candidates and the new hires, you know, who else would you, you know, like to, you know, think that they're amazing that you would like to work with here. So that's one part. We our employee referral program is one in which the the individual, the employee, can go on our website and send a job to their friend. Uh, and then when they apply, they can list that person's name on their application. And then we have a collection means to identify who referred who, what job were they referred into, and then the payout of them. And we give a monetary cash payout. For every position or for just specific positions? Just just the ones that are most difficult to fill. Yeah, but it works very well for us. Yeah, do you get a lot of good engagement inside of your organization around the yes. referrals? Yes, we do. In fact, we're a little over budget there, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> that's probably a good thing, right? You know, that's to, a good to thing. be over a budget and referrals, kind of a win-win, right? Like that's you get it. the talent and, and your employees get some, some rewards back in. Carly asks us, do you have a specific employee referral technology that you use or is it kind of part of Symphony or, you know, talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. It was actually kind of a module, if you will, that we kind of programmed into N4TA. Our gotcha. Yeah. yeah, totally. Makes sense. Talk to us a little bit about, and, and, and I'm just going to kind of keep going down this rabbit hole because I feel like we, we really kind of struck something here with, with the team. Do you get luck? Do you have luck sourcing your own database and, and recycling candidates out of your database? If yes, how do you do that? Like, what, what are you doing to make sure that the folks that have already applied to Lee Health are not sitting in your database stuck? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the recruiters have the ability to search in the system, they, in the applicant tracking system. They can also tag people for, you know, certain, you know, they're a silver medalist or they're, a, you know, a, a respiratory therapist or what have you. They can also manage their requisitions and the people who are associated with those recs to go back to them. Now, the the things that we do in sourcing, because we have that entire database of people in our candidate relationship management tool, we can also send out mass emails. We do that because one of our huge sources of getting people in is our monthly virtual career fairs for nursing, patient support, and allied health. So we use our system to send out those mass emails as well as create automated workflows to nurture those individuals. Got it. Christy, I think maybe you had an idea here. 
Yeah, Matt, I was just going to add to what Lauren said, you know, as far as the recruiters, if they've sent over multiple candidates to a leader and they felt strong enough to, to refer those candidates and they obviously only hire one, yeah. And we, we call it recycling the candidate. Sure. And so not only the recruiters, but the recruitment assistants can also play a part in that. As we have shifted some of the work that they're doing, because with our AI technology, they're not having to schedule as many interviews and track people down. So what we've got some of them focused in on, hey, what candidates are out there waiting for a hiring manager to make a decision and if they're not going to move on those candidates, let's try to reroute them to another position. Uh, recruiters are very good within our organization of sharing candidates. If they are interviewing someone and they're like, well, they might not be the best match for this position, but you know what? I know that Brooke has a position, so I'm going to connect those two so that they can you know, explore the possibility. Your team's tight enough. It's communicating well enough to where we don't believe we're, mm-hmm. we're you know, dropping, you know, talent out of the bottom of the funnel. Exactly. And I'll, I'll share an example, example. that's evolved through the years is that let's say our CNA recruiters, we've got three or four. To me, it's not about how many jobs you're filling. It's about how many are we filling as a team? How are we sharing candidates? How are we developing our recruitment action plans? to really ensure that we're working collaboratively. Yeah, you want to recognize some wins, you know, that you can be proud about on your own, but it's more about a team approach in, in my mind. Join hundreds of your healthcare TA peers and enjoy the benefits of a NACR membership today. Free educational webinars, access to our listserv, and discounts to your CHCR certification. All of this and much, much more for as low as $80 per person annually. Learn more at knacker.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. The uh, couple more questions here. And then, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're 35 minutes in. And so I think we agreed that we go maybe 30, 40 minutes. So let's let's hit the home stretch here. And uh, if there's any other questions here from the community, now be a time to ask them. Aaron, and, and whoever wants to take this one, feel free. Aaron asks, you know, we, hey, we talked about the referral program. But do you have this alumni referral campaign or effort or focus? What What is that all about and how does that work? I'll take that because that's under my my arena. Topic so, here today. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. What we do is we have our HRIS run a report of the individuals who have left the organization who are rehirable. Now, not all of those rehirable people we necessarily want to invite back. So we go through a little bit more and look at comments and such and screen out a little bit more. And then we will use our tools, our virtual tools and our electronic tools to communicate with those folks. Now, we have, up to this point, we've had to use postcards because we weren't able to use or get a report on employee home addresses or, mm. or you know, their... their you couldn't uh, get that out of the system or you just weren't able to, you weren't allowed to contact them or something like that? Well, we, we couldn't access them. Okay. But now that we have the N4TA, we have that access. I got so now you. we can email them, we can text them, we can send them postcards. How often do you do that? Is that like a, is that like a drip sequence? Like, hey, I'm doing three touches right. or like, and then do you do that, run that report every month or is that every quarter or how often do you do that? Yes, every month. We, the report is run every month. And what we're doing now is we're sending out a postcard but then soon after that, we're sending a text referring to the postcard. Postcard, and, text, yeah. 
and then we'll do an email a couple weeks down the line. So it's kind of, I mean, it's every month, but you know, there's a, yeah. a timeline to it. In the recruiter academy, best practices, right? Of like multi touches, multi channels, multi, oh, yeah. you know, you know, connection. So that that's awesome. Yeah. One last I question. Would, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go I was going to say, I would add also there are some occasions where we'll have the hiring manager give them a call. So if we feel oh, like I love that. Really warm lead, mm, and sure. So we do do that multi. The hiring managers, you got to train them up to make those calls, or do they are they pretty comfortable calling? And these are folks that used to work for them, right? So they're they're pretty comfortable mm-hmm. getting on the phone. Right. Calls. Yeah. It it would be more of that recruiter than being involved and in knowing, hey, we need your help. Really letting this person know yeah. what change since you left. Why totally. should I come back? Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's a really nice yeah. touch. And if you can engage the hiring managers at that level, that really moves the needle. Nothing better than to hear from somebody mm-hmm. that you used to work with, work for, et cetera, and, and have them invite you back. So mm-hmm. all right, one last question from Bridget here, unless we get any others. And any great branding ideas. So you all are marketers, we know that. So we know that that you're focused on that. Um, to engage staff in providing referrals. Right. And so, you know, how do you keep that momentum going within the referral program? Well, as far as people being attracted to us, we're doing some our our testimonials are just really popular with candidates. So we are lining up people in a couple of months for a professional photographer to come in, take lots of employee photos and get their testimonial. And we've done this before, but this time we're going to do like system-wide and capture all those types of jobs that we don't have a picture of a coder. Let's get a picture of a coder and let people see, oh, okay, I'd be working with them. And, you know, here's their testimonial that shows their brand and the, and the passion that they have for working here. So the photography videos are extremely popular. I create my own just from still pictures in a Adobe Express. $99 a year. Yeah, no you brainer, right? Super and easy, Lauren, right? You, you do that to build the Facebook campaigns and things yes. that you do as yeah. well. And it's like a creative platform. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, so it's pretty fun and it attracts lots of people. So good. The right. Well, yeah, I really uh, deeply appreciate you jumping in here today and, and uh, you know, A, giving us some supreme knowledge around, you know, workforce planning and sourcing and then workforce development and some of the strategies that you all are using day in and day out. And, and uh, again, thank you for being brave and, and coming online here. I, I think you all did such a wonderful job. And uh, if the if, if the folks that are, you know, on the call or you know, on the the, uh, the stream here or, or listening to this would like to engage and uh, follow up. Is it okay if they chat you in the community or maybe we can Absolutely. leave some, some notes for, for connection here across the community. Also, for those listening in, you know, we are continuing to kind of pilot these types of live events. So please give Kat some feedback. If you like this format, didn't, that's fine as well. Well, we'll, we'll take that feedback. We're constantly looking for ways to expose all of the great effort happening across the, you know, the U.S. And so, Kat, any, any final words, you know, for today? Right. I think you covered it really well. It looks like Jen put her email in the chat. So I think that's an invitation to reach out. Lauren's doing it too. I'm sure you can find him on LinkedIn too, but in the community, they're all in there, obviously. So 
Uh, I think this was amazing. And I will be reaching out about maybe some help creating a a guide or a best practices for an alumni referral campaign. It seems like that was something people were really interested in. So thank y'all for doing this today. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about the idea of a referral or an RRG, a resource group around referrals. And so maybe that's something that we should put on the the roadmap as a as a sourcing idea. So something something to noodle on. And hey, if you're one of the 50 participants today and you want to get brave and you know come on and give us some knowledge about what's going on at your health system, you know, please also reach out to myself in the community. We'd, we'd love to engage or, or Kat as well. And so team from Lee Health, thank you so much. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. All right. We want to thank you for listening to TA in the Trenches. We are produced by Iron Mike and his team at Ironbound Media. Keep up the great work, team. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and check out all of our episodes at knacker.com. That's N-A-H-C-R.com. You also can find me out on LinkedIn where you'll find quick show riffs. Feel free to ping me. I always respond. Bye for now.